Hello and welcome back to another Bantam Minute podcast. Why the hell do we decide to cover football when it is coming <laughs> thick and fast? I thought I missed it. I don't because I have to talk about it every time a match happens. But joining me through this peril is Carl Pierce. Hello, everybody. And uh, for some reason, Liam Hall. Hi everyone. It's, it's a very sad day in in the hall hansh- hall mansion. Unfortunately, I sadly oh. lost a piece of toast today. Um, oh my god, are you all right? He, he got stuck in a toaster, and Jeeves is Jeeves. I'm sorry, but he's uh, he dies in the process of trying to fish it out. <laughs> he's, he's like he's sucking life in. I told him not to. So now I'm gonna have to get another Jeeves. The third one missing. Oh, oh, the um, let, let, let's have a, a moment of silence for Jeeves. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So we're here today to talk about uh, mate, well, a, a number of things. Man United, Arsenal, uh, the capitulation of Liverpool to, uh, um, against Man City. And also, uh, is Jose Mourinho still one of the best managers in the world? So... Uh, We'll, we'll get to Jose later, but we'll start with Tuesday night, 30th of June. Man United versus Brighton. A comfortable, comfortable 3-0 win. Carl, how happy were you? Uh, extremely happy. Ecstatic. It actually feels like the team's coming together now. Um, we're actually playing good football. Instead of just relying on counter-attacks, which only worked against half our opponents. <laughs> it's it's I, I, I think the, the introduction of Greenwood I think Greenwood's the fo- was the final piece of the puzzle in a way he yeah he's even on that was it right flank he played on he was very effective more so than James has been I still like James but I think he needs a loan spell somewhere personally but yeah what is he 18 Greenwood and he's so quick and his that finish that goal was just brilliant it's beautiful, but the man who we're, we're, we're going to talk about, obviously, is Bruno Fernandes again. Oh, what uh, a player. What a player. Um, I, I, I think we could, an argument or a discussion that people are having is who who's the best midfielder in the Premier League? You've got so many. De Bruyne, obviously, is there. Um, Fernandes has to be the question. So, I'll ask you to Biasly aside, Carl, obviously, mm-hmm. who would you rather have in your side? De Bruyne or uh, Bruno Fernandes? I'll come to you, Liam, first. It's tough because I feel like, I mean, uh, De Bruyne, I think, uh, I think he's definitely the more complete player. He, he can, obviously, he's got such amazing passing range and such dis- like long-distance shooting. He maybe isn't as fast as Fernandes, but I mean, I think he's better at him in the other ways but one thing I like about Fernandez is he's galvanised the whole team around him and he's made Man United feel like world be- world beaters Yeah, which is something that I, I mean De Bruyne hasn't been able to do that's been solely down to Pep Guardiola um, so I, but I still think for me it would be De Bruyne Carl? Uh, I'd probably get excommunicated by the Manchester United fan base. But, uh, yeah, at the moment, I'd have to say De Bruyne. Um, He's got more, you know, he's 
he's got more games under his belt. He's been in the Premier League longer. He, he makes that Man City team uh, tick. If when he ever he's left on the bench, they never look like the same team. And more often than not, they end up having to haul him off the bench to grab a goal or, or do something for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Bruno's been awesome, and maybe he can even surpass De Bruyne or. Uh, Eventually, you know, I mean, when you consider he just went straight into that team and he's been banging goals and assists in like there's no tomorrow from the word go. He's, he's obviously a very special. I don't get people on Twitter who say, oh, he's an average player. He's not even that good just because his first goal against Brighton was deflected. So what? It was, go- <laughs> it was going in anyway. <laughs> people will say any old crap, won't they? I think I think he's up there. And I think he could be one of the best, um, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League eventually. And he, it's it's like Cantona the second coming for me. It really is. That's high praise. Is it? It does feel kind of similar though. Like this. I mean, Cantona came around. in. Yeah, Cantona came in, galvanised the team. He could score goals and make runs think, and passes that nobody else, uh, but nobody I else could. But I will say Cantona had a better team branding than what Fernandez has got. Probably, probably. Cantona had the emergence of Giggs, Skulls, Beckham, Neville, uh, Ince, uh, the the mighty Paul Parker. Uh, Hughes for a bit. Yeah, yeah, Mark Hughes. Uh, he had a, a fantastic team. I think. Fernandez has got possibly two world-class players in that team. Pogba being one of them. And, and Phil Jones being the other. Uh, well, <laughs> but, well, but Phil Jones hasn't played for a bit, mate. So, oh, uh, true. so I mean, he, if he's back fit next season, I think the title's yours. But no, I would say Phil Jones isn't, world, isn't world-class. Phil Jones is like God-tier. He's like Messi levels. Messi, yeah. Like he, he is. The, the world is measured on three things: you've got world class, the freaks, and then Phil Jones. Like he, he, he could solve world peace, but I mean, he just wants to play football. He's that Phil good. Jones can solve coronavirus. Yeah, he already has, but yeah. he, there's no money to be made in solving it, so that's why he doesn't want to tell. That's what. That's yeah, what he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I quite like uh, this lockdown thing, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I do think, though, um, I do think they going to be serious. I think there's some world-class players in the United team, Pogba and Rashford, I'd say those two are world-class. I, I do kind of wonder what will happen when the kind of the euphoria fan dies down a bit. And I don't think, see, I think it would have been, I think he'd either be dragged ahead to the United level, the United level that they've been for the past couple of years, but it seems like he's he's made them come to his level. I think I think the team I think the team was better than a lot of people realised. Yeah, they were just they missing are. they were just missing um, a creative spark in midfield, yeah. uh, especially with Paul Pogba being injured and a bit touch and go whether he wants to play for us or not. Um, Pogba played deep. Pogba stay. I think Pogba will stay now. I do as well, but I think Paul Parker played that deeper role. He looks better. He looks he looks interested. He looks 
motivated mm. to play in a way. It's, I think I think the role that he was had before Fernandez there, basically he was trying to play the play wherever he wanted the free role. It doesn't work because he didn't have the players ready to do that stuff. Now he's got Fernandez. I do think he's a, a better player. Yeah, um, yeah, with Fernandez, we've finally got that player that can yeah. pick out the pass, spread the ball out, make runs. I mean, that that third goal, I mean, Christ. I mean, it's the, the, the pass from Matic was unbelievable. I mean, he sort of swivels round, and even though he's not looking at Greenwood, he, he knows exactly where he, where he was and pinpoint pass for him. Greenwood bombs it down the wing. Cuts the perfect pass. I mean, that was a pinpoint onto Fernandez's boot. He just belts it in the belts it in the back of the net. It reminds yeah. a lot of people said it reminded me of a counter-attacking goal we scored against Arsenal in the Champions League semi-final, where um, I think Nanny found Ronaldo and Ronaldo Never found Rooney, and then Rooney. Never <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> Rooney crossed it into Ronaldo. He banged it into the net. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think Matic has played. I think again, I think Matic has played really well since coming back from uh, this lockdown. I, I just yeah, that... he started playing well before lockdown. As soon as Bruno came in, I don't know whether he, he's one of the he thought. Hang on, if I'm going to get games now, I'm going to have to step it up. Or yeah. or he has, or you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Well, the introduction of Bruno's just helped him with how he wants to play, perhaps. I don't know. But, yeah, he's been excellent. Carl, yeah. I, I do have to be a bit of a cynic as an Arsenal fan. And I, I kind of have a question. Do you think that... This kind of reminds me slightly of when Solskjaer first came in. Do you think if you lose, do you think the, the, this might kind of dim a little bit? Is that a worry at all among the United faithful? Or or do you think this might be like a sustained period? What do you mean? Lose one match or lose as in don't win? Well, because yeah, I mean, you know, when like um, when Solskjaer came in, you went on this huge winning streak. Yeah. And there's such confidence the road, in the whole team. But then, you know, you lost the game and then it slowly started to unravel um, quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the trouble is United used to be able to bounce back from losses, but we do seem to be a bit of a, a confidence team and lose when we lose a game it does seem to shake our confidence a bit um it's hard to say it depends how we lose i mean if we lose by a goal that was good on the counter attack because we were constantly pouring forward but couldn't find the find the back of the net you can sort of accept that but if you lose because we were shy which is why people were getting fed up with Solskjaer because he kept trying to play this counter-attacking football and it seemed to work well against your bigger teams but smaller teams who don't sort of press you as hard it it, it wasn't working and we couldn't break them down um, so yeah you're always going to lose a game as long as you win as long as you lose and then can bounce back yeah well speaking about teams losing and bouncing back West Brom would uh, I'm happy again. Uh, we, uh, we, we, we played really well against uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I, I, I said to you, to I think this would be like a, a potential banana scheme for us. But no, we played really well. Pereira with two, Austin with a penalty. It just shows playing with a proper striker actually works. 
Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. I mean, for the, past, for the first two games he's coming back, and I know he's, I know he's played well since, since well, this season, but in terms of Robson Carlo, he's still not a quality, quality player. Whereas Charlie Austin is a proven goal scorer. Yes, it was a penalty, but he, he was busy. He, he harried the defence. And yeah, we won 3 0. Um, back on top. Oh, no, sorry, no, we're, we're still second, but there's a. There's a healthy gap there between us and Brentford again. And yeah, we're just motioning along and we're playing well. So I'm happy again. I'm happy with the Albion again and the Championship. Let's just see back. how I feel for the next game. Yeah, you're pretty confident you're going to get automatic promotion. Yeah, I, I, I think we will. I think it's the game we've got left. We've got to play Fulham, but Fulham have played really poorly since coming back from uh, lockdown. Um, potentially Blackburn could be a banana skin for us, but I do think we'll, I do think we'll go up and it'd be nice to see us back. Um, but I, I secretly I will miss Championship. I, I yeah, will, but, but you know you, you get that mo- you get that extra money, don't you? I know, that's that, that's why uh, I just want to touch on this really quick, if you don't mind me doing it, um, Wigan. Uh, in administration, um, it just yeah, shows that is how bad. It, it's bad to see a team of that that much history and stuff like that be dragged down into financial ruin in a way. Um, but I hope they they find a buyer. I hope something gets sorted out, and it just shows that the impact that the just shows a gulf to the Premier League and the Championship in terms of revenue and everything like that. And yeah, I, I hope that they they pull through and I hope they get a buyer soon because it's it's a shame to see. Yeah, I mean they're a well known club, so I you know I'd be surprised if no one came in wanting to buy them or at least you know, donate some money to save them or whatever. Yeah. But a, a, a lot of people have said though that oh they overspent when the in league want to get out of league one. Possibly they did, but they got out of league one, and you can't knock them for for, for spending a bit more money to get out of a league. You, you can't knock them for that. It's just trying to make ends meet, and obviously they they haven't made ends meet, and yeah, it's a shame. But this Never. is why. We'd have a bit of a fall from grace. It wasn't that long ago. They were in a FA Cup final, was it, really? Yeah, no, the 2012, they would. They'd be uh, Man City. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2012, a bit, a bit longer ago than I thought then. Oh, it, it just it makes me sad thinking about how long ago things are. I, went for like, mm. I, can't, I can't believe the Olympics were London 2012 was eight yeah. years ago. It's crazy. That it? makes me sad. But some yeah, some some horrible team from North London relegated them like the week after they won. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine what team would do that to a, a poor team like Wigan. The bastards. Yeah, arseholes. <laughs> Liam, you've gone quiet. <laughs> but, quiet. But while <laughs> we're while we're on Man United, shall we talk about the the race for? The elusive top four spot, um, Chelsea and Leicester dropping points. Yes, yeah, so yeah, uh, Leicester's return from lockdown, bad return from lockdown continues, losing to Everton. 
Uh, yeah, they're really she, struggling, aren't they? Uh, that's, they are uh, very, very bad. They, they just they just look they don't look sharp. I know that we, I know that you picked on said that some of the teams coming back haven't looked as sharp as they should, but Leicester really look mm. uh, like they're a, a mid-table team, not third in the top, not not third in the league going for Champions League football. And then you've got, uh, as you said, um, Chelsea losing against West Ham. VAR, that was a remarkable VAR, match, match, really. VAR ran riot. <laughs> Four minutes it took. Four minutes it took to make a decision about uh, uh, with a VAR decision in that game. Are you just there going? Do we really need this monstrosity of technology in that game? No, it's 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 not working how they hoped, and it's creating more controversy than um, than you know it's it's helping. I mean, I, this is the rule. This is the rule that they come up with. Offside offence, this is it. An attacker is in an offside position if they're clearly obstructed the goalkeeper's line of vision. Okay. That's, that's bullshit for me. I was always told that offside uh, was basically when you ran past the last defender with the ball's blade. And... Now, apparently you're offside if you obstruct the goalkeeper's line of vision. Uh, I don't agree with that at all, do you? No, no, they seem to have changed the rules to suit VAR. We seem to have lost Liam, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, we've lost him. Well, hopefully we'll get Liam back because we, we're going to touch on uh, Arsenal. I mean, it, it's bad down there because their Wi-Fi connection is made of the sticks and leaves and made of the chipmunks of Stein. <laughs> uh, the wires down there but we'll carry on without him uh, but, but with Chelsea um, it's all very well buying in your your Timo Warners um, to go up front but it's actually at the back they've got problems I mean they've been they've been leaking goals all season haven't they it's a it's a yeah. it's a big problem it's a big problem for them and that's I think that should be his first priority to uh, sort out well, this is welcome thing. back, Liam. Hello. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the chipmunks let you internet free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on three. I'm on four G now. Just so you guys know, I, I I care that much about you. There's four G. The sticks. I, I actually I got five G because um I got I got um China to come over and put it in personally for me because they're, they're <laughs> I, I'm personal friends with the president so. Did you get it from a wet market? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> no, nah, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with kind of about Chelsea defensively. They're not. They're, they're, they've been missing a leader since uh, John Terry left. Oh, for, um, I thought you were going to say since David Luiz left. Actually, uh, oh. Luiz. <laughs> no, well, well, David Luiz is, uh, is is a god now. Also won three games in the row. David Luiz is actually Jeeves' favourite player. Jeeves, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, his hair reminds him of of a dog he used to own. Is it Jeeves? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was Jeeves. I mean, Jeeves is gone now, but he was um, a favourite player. I'll be bringing in Jeeves Mark 4000 um, in a day or two anyway. Oh, that's really, actually, Carl, that's really disrespectful. This one's called John. So. Oh. I, thought, I thought it was called Colin. Has anyone watched The Watchmen? Have I watched The Watchmen series? As I've watched the film, not, I've watched the film, not the, not the TV series. Oh, well. The joke I was going to make will be lost on you then, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Go, go, go on, Carl. I'm sure someone will like it. Jesus, <laughs> like Odeball. <Oval. laughs> well, it's like, well, Liam's like Jeremy Irons' character on... Uh, the Watchmen series, he, he's like he grows his servants and and then clothes him. He's got an endless supply of Jeeves clothes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to, to bring out. It sounds is, like a documentary. Is Jeeves <laughs> like? Is Jeeves like Hodor? Like Hogan? Hodor. I mean, he, he is like Hogan in some ways. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, has, has he got a ten-inch python? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the part that reminds me of him. Uh, not, 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 not the other things he was accused of. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just leave. I, I, I should, just I should leave, leave that there. I should say that Jeeves loves unions, actually. So I guess that's one thing we don't have in common. I, however, uh, not does, does Jeeves make actual heartfelt apologies? I mean, most of the time he's gagged, but I, I, I guess he would. Oh, one minute, did Jesus' wife take him to court as well? Like, uh, I, I can't remember. I, can't, I don't believe I'm getting. Is Jesus banned from AEW? <laughs> <laughs> All elite wanking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one thing Sunday night. We'll say that's been going on a lot in lockdown, I tell you. Actually, that, that's actually quite that's the group of my conservative club. <laughs> right, back to, back, back to football. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it, I, 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 yeah, back to football and serious stuff. But with Chelsea and Leicester both losing again, it's really opened up the, the well, three and four position, really. I mean, Man United are now only three points behind Leicester and two behind Chelsea. So third, third place is suddenly up for grabs when it looked like Leicester had that done and sealed, to be honest, before yeah, lockdown. They did. they did. I mean, you look at it as well. It's not just you. Wolves are... Wolves are yeah, Wolves. Up, so. Wolves are, that's going to be yeah, an interesting think, match, Wolves and Arsenal. Well, I, I, I think... I, I know, again, it pays to say Wolves are so good. Mm. Yeah, they are so good, and it's it's as I've said this before many times. I think it was the last podcast. Well, Nuno has done such a great job at Wolves. So it's done excellent, hasn't he? Um, but, wait, 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 would you say they're the best team in the Midlands? Oh, by far. Even more so than Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield United, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in the north, not not. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, Oh, the, uh, I've got no issue saying it. Wolves are the best team in the Midlands. They are by far and away better than us, Villa, Blues combined. It's just whether they can. It's just whether they can do it consistently, season after season. Because the trouble is, when a club like a Wolves station, not to 
put them down, but say over a cheese, the next season if he's not doing so well, the the boards are usually quite quick to turf out the managers and bring someone new in, aren't they? So I I honestly don't overachieve. I, I do not believe for one minute they're overachiever. They are where they should be. They are that good. Ruben Neves, Ruben Neves is one of the best young midfielders in the in the world. Jota is incredible. Adama Traore is a beast. Uh, Raul Jimenez. Raul, Raul, Raul the biggest footballer I've ever seen. I mean, the muscle, the arms on that man. Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean you, you've, never, you've never met me, um, Carl. So. <laughs> Carl. I have met Liam and I can confirm he is a he's a weed. <laughs> you look like you can snap him a twig. Oh, I, he, he's, oh, he's got a very weird walk. I'll give him that. Some more than sex, I imagine. I, I can. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shame Liam anymore. But we did run through a fountain holding hands. Uh, keep your mind out of the gutter, please. <laughs> It got sent, Carl. You're supposed to be the. You're supposed to be the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a mature one. I mean, I mean yeah. you you brought up in the, the Victorian age. I thought you'd behave a little bit better than this. Well, we were terrible in the Victorian age, mate. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, Liam, do do you not want to talk about uh, Arsenal? I, I I will happily talk about Arsenal, of course. My so Arsenal Arsenal winning four nil. Abamyang with two, Xhaka and Cedric Alexander scoring the last one, according to Carl. <laughs> hey? <laughs> <laughs> Liam put in our group that Cedric scored in Newport, Alexander. Oh, that's Jeff. Obviously taking the piss. The wrestler, Cedric Alexander. For, oh, for, listeners, who don't, for listeners who don't watch wrestling and have no clue what we're on yeah, about. No, Cedric Suarez. All, 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 all three of the listeners. He's basically like... Uh, just, oh, never mind. Abamyang scoring the fastest person to 50 goals for Arsenal in, I think, it's sort of ridiculous, like 78 games or something like that. It's ridiculous how quick he got there. And also how many games he's been playing from the wing is kind of incredible. Yeah. I'm going to um, I don't like Abamyang, and I'll tell you why. Because every oh. time I have him in, in my fantasy Premier League team, he does fuck all. Yeah, as soon as I take him out, he's scoring like there's no bloody tomorrow. That's just like me and Greenwood. I, I took him out and put him on the bench this weekend, and now, look, he scored a goal. They just do it. They they look at our teams and think, right, he's put me on the bench. I'm gonna I'm gonna score today. I'll show him. It's bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I think we should form a union. And Pep and Pep does it. He goes, I'm gonna fuck all the FPL managers off, and I'm gonna bench Aguero. It's the only explanation. I mean, I know he's injured now, but. All season, you never knew whether Aguero was going to bloody start or not. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I've, t- I've took Aguero at my team because I can't be bothered with the. I can't be leaving with the. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? The, the heartbreak when he doesn't play, and the fucking heart, and the heartbreak when he does play when you bench him. It just, it's just not, it's not good. And then but, I've um, got, I've gone all like Leicester since lockdown. I've, I've lost points, and I'm not, I'm not top anymore, lads. It's all gone wrong. Oh, oh, who cares? <laughs> but Liam, back back to Arsenal. 
three wins in a row, two in the league, one in the cup. How happy are you now? I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I have to say, like it, things are moving in a good direction. Like for the first time in ages, it felt like there was connectivity between defence, midfield, and attack. We were moving, we were flowing quite well. It seemed for a while we kind of we were relying on luck. And um, I mean, the first goal was quite fortuitous. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what Tim Krul was thinking. He, he looked like me when I was. I'm not, I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to expand on that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> oh please, no, no, please do now. <laughs> you all, all I'm just saying, like, there's some there's some eyes wide shut um, stuff happening in my um, in my mansion. And, um, <laughs> Oh, if if the other socialites saw it, my God, my my career would be over. Um, but anyway, back to enough about me and back to Aubameyang. Um, he, I mean, he he played great. Like, I mean, again, like the, his goals were. I think anyone could have scored his goals. And but it's just nice to see us winning, even if it's against an absolute horrid and awful team like Norwich. I was going to say, I don't want to take away the fact. Um... Arsenal won and, you know, a great result for nil. But does it look to you, and the same with Bournemouth, that Norwich and Bournemouth have kind of given up? I mean, there just doesn't seem to be anything in those teams at all. There's Norwich, yes. No, no, Norwich, I think, yes, because Norwich are seven points from safety. Um, and I think they, the results have had to go with Bournemouth. Bournemouth are only a point off safety. But it feels like they were, they were hopeless it, against Newcastle. It was Newcastle they played, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And then Newcastle four. are in good form at the moment, but bloody hell, Bournemouth just they just showed nothing at all in that game. Bournemouth in real trouble if they go down. I t- I'll tell you something though. Alan Sir Maximan, what a player he is. Yeah, he's mm. been awesome, hasn't he? What a player he is. He's, I mean, that that, that um, assist for Longstaff, he took he took three players on, took him out of the game. Um it's just yeah, it, what a player! And if Newcastle can keep hold of him in the summer, mm. and Ron and they actually get a goal scorer in, I think Newcastle could be but, a contender for Europe. I think season. I, I think I owe Newcastle fans an apology because I put him in my <laughs> FPL team now, so he's he's bound to go all shit. <laughs> so if, if he does nothing for the rest of the season, I'm sorry, Newcastle fans, that, that's my fault. Actually, I, I do have one more thing to talk about the Arsenal game. Um, another, another good piece. Bakayo Saka has finally signed a new contract. I thought it would never happen. So um, it seems like we might actually have, you know, we might have a chance of next season, perhaps. Yeah, what do you think about Aubameyang? Um, do you think he'll uh, sign or do you think he's he's gone? Weirdly, I don't actually care. Because, I mean, if he goes, I think we can use the money to actually go and build a better team and I think I, I, I do think that we can put someone else in his position like Martinelli or even Lacazette mm. and... no, not Lacazette I don't know, well, maybe, I maybe don't not know. I'm, I'm not convinced about Lacazette he, he doesn't but at score least Kato, that many goals I think I think uh, I think put Saka, Saka there move Saka forward, mm. further forward into the Aubameyang position I think he could do really well there absolutely yeah I mean I mean I think Saka on the wing and Nketiah and Pepe, uh, I think that's a, that's a hell of a, you know, I think that's a hell of a front line. And that, I mean, hey, Lacazette, he has some talent. I, I, I think this is one of the first seasons in, God, maybe seven years where he hasn't had, a, like, a decent scoring, like, record. Yeah. 
like it's weird to have one so late in his life but I mean he's he's a senior player now and I think he has a lot of experience and I think he can he can help move the young ones along even if he's not playing at his best well you just said about Ketia, Saka and Pepe that's a very exciting young front three as well mm. and, and, and Pepe's showing his, his, um, his worth now and, Mart- and Martinelli as well you know, I think Martinelli should come back into there that, that's, that's a very exciting Part, a very exciting future for Arsenal, but then it can also back it up with signing or producing good defenders. Where this, I, and I will say this: he has played well since uh, his absolutely fantastic game against Man City. Our Lord and Savior, Mister David Louise. I can hear someone's telly or something in the background. By the way, yeah. No, so sorry, that was me. Uh, but yeah, I think David Luiz is. I think he's played well. I I, I don't even know what I can say. I mean, he, he's been alright. I I don't expect big things from David Luiz. I think he's mostly oh. just gonna be there for like advice for young players. I mean, uh, you get Saliba coming through, so that's something. At oh, least. I'll rephrase it. He's played well for David Luiz. There you go. All right, I, I, I can accept that. <laughs> Thank you. Like, when I saw the lineup, I was expecting the worst with Kolasinac, Mustafi, and Dava Louise in defence. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought like we might as well just like give up now. But somehow we managed to keep a, a clean sheet. Yeah, mate. It's, it's, let, 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 let's face it's it's not like you played Man City. No, true. Yeah, true. Wars could be a real, real test for you um, <clears throat> this next game week. But fair to to Arteta because. It was looking all doom and gloom after your first couple of matches in the restart, but he seems to have steadied the ship and got you playing better. Yeah, big, big time. I, I, I think, I think he's, he's. I said this on one. I think one of the episodes said Arteta doesn't look like a, uh, a man who can drag them out or be that harsh. He actually, he's looking more, more and more like a leader every time you see him, and he's, mm. yeah. He came in at a very difficult time because this season Emery just made such a cock of things, didn't he? Somehow it all just because he the first season he was looking like he was going to do all right, and then this season it all just seemed to crumble around him somehow, didn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think there's the Jacker incident that kind of just that kind of yeah, I to fuck team. it all up, yeah. didn't it? It was a bit like I, I could compare the Jacker thing to uh, do you remember the Kepper and Sarri situation? Oh god! Yeah, you, I think you, you can compare it to that. The fact that Kepa, uh, sorry, Xhaka basically threw his toys at the pram, and who are the players going to go? Who are the players going to stick up for? That I think mm. the players all the players will always stick up for each other, not the manager. Mm. And I think then he lost. Uh, he lost. He lost. Yeah, he did then, and it, don't get it wrong. He, he was a good manager, but. He's not the best manager. He, he's not. He's not. Um, he's not a people's manager. He, no, it's he's not going to lift the, the, the team off the ground. No, but I also I don't think the Premier League suit his style. No, I mean, I mean, to be fair, he has some very good moments um, as an Arsenal manager. I, I just think, yeah, maybe it was just a bit ill-suited. But to be fair, yeah. I, I don't know how um, Arteta would have done if he was put in there like originally. 
So I, I think he definitely benefited under, under his time under Pep. So oh, I big, big Todd. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I think he needed that tutelage under a great coach. But mm. then saying that, though, it doesn't always work. I mean, the first that I can name that it doesn't work, you look at um, Paul Clement. Paul Clement served under Ancelotti at, you know, Chelsea, Bayern, Madrid. Then gets his own job at Swansea, does nothing. And it just shows that, yeah, granted that not all, you don't, it doesn't always rub off on you. Mm. But I think it has with Guardiola and Arteta. Brian Kidd, who I mean, managed under Fergie, he couldn't really cut it as a a manager, could he, in his own right? And he went back Uh, to being a a number two. Rob, that's what it is. I think you're seeing. I think you're seeing the, the the start of something good at Arsenal, and I hope it is something to start something good at Arsenal. Because all joking aside, Arsenal are still one of the biggest clubs in the world, and they should be challenging for for trophies. And I know they're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup, but Arsenal should be challenging for league titles, not just FA Cups. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it seems like things are moving in the right direction. We seem. Is looking like we might be signing Thomas Party from Atletico Madrid, and we actually might be going for the release clause. So yeah, uh, good sign. But then again, he's not again not to put a downer on it though. But he is a midfielder. Do you also need another midfielder? We need a defensive midfielder, I think absolutely. Because Jacker definitely is not a defensive midfielder. Guendouzi's not. For all his worth, he's not he's not a defensive midfielder. We need a Patrick Vieira type in midfield, I think. Uh, let's hope that Soapy uh, Soapy's a party is a, a successor uh, at Arsenal. But then we move on to the other team in North London, Sheffield United, uh, Tottenham. Sheffield United beating Tottenham three um, one. Another VAR thing here. It was just I hate VAR so much. Thing is, it's not VAR. It's just for rules. The rules are just stupid. Yeah, I do think though, if this equalizer went in, I do think the game would have been different. Possibly, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jamie Redknapp labelled the decision as horrendous, so not not being biased at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that affected Spurs. I do think that they didn't recover from there. But I just want to touch on this. Uh, I know I said uh, I, in, in the intro about this. Is Jose Mourinho still classed as a world-class manager? I think he is at the moment. I think the trouble is he's taken over a, a bit like Arteta in a sense. He's taken over a, a Spurs team that was kind of in turmoil. They've It'll, they had to sell Ericsson um, to Inter Milan, which wasn't a great help. There's a lot of players rumoured that don't really want to be there and maybe aren't given their all. Um, so he needs to sort of he needs the summer. If he if he can't sort of get them going next season, then perhaps you can start having the debate: has he lost his touch? But I think he deserves and he's earned the the right to sort of get his own players in and, and start shaping Spurs in his image. I know people sort of look at his tenure at Man United as a failure, but he did win trophies with us. He, he got us second in the Premier League, which is the highest we've been since Fergie left us. 
he just had his typical third season where it always seems to he'll have two good seasons normally and it all seems to fall off a cliff on the third season but for some he's, reason. He's never been known as a man to come in and as you said, like you, the, some Tottenham players are saying, oh, they probably don't want to be there. Some like Mourinho has never been one of them that's been trying to accommodate them. He's basically always been, right, okay, then fuck off then. That's how you feel. Mm. And I can't imagine him being there trying to make them say, okay, oh, please stay, please stay. He's basically just going to do things he's always in his own way. And I think football has evolved in a way from where he was at his, when he was at his pomp and his peak, a bit like Wenger. Um, when Wenger was at his peak, it's when the football was, he, he basically was playing fast flowing football now. Every team plays fast flowing football. Yeah. And and Fenger didn't grow with the times. And I think that's what's happened to Mourinho in a way. I don't think he's I think he's sticking to the things I've won this, I've won that, I've won this many things. And yeah, well done, but that's the past, it's not the present, and you've got to move on. And I think that's what he does. I think he I think he's rest on his laurels in a way. Yeah, maybe maybe so. But I mean, like, I, I still think he's, I do, I do think he's still a world class manager. But I do think that he's not in the top. Would I say top ten? I don't think he's top ten anymore. What? I mean, how many times at United did do people say, "Oh, Fergie's lost his touch and hasn't got it anymore"? When we went had a bad season or had a bit of a bad run, and then he'd turn it around and he was the best thing since sliced bread again. Last so thing with Fergie, with Fergie, you knew something could happen. You knew something like that would happen with Mourinho. It's either Mourinho loses the dressing room, which he's done at every club he's been at. Yeah. I mean, before that, Pogba, Martial didn't like playing for him by all accounts. He was always on Luke Shaw's back. Yeah, well, this thing, if I, if I could just... It, it, apart from Inter Milan, where they were very sad to see him leave, he's mm. always lost the dressing room. And he's and he's, he's like that. He, he's refused to change himself. I mean, as you said, that he's been on Luke Shaw's back. He was on... Marshall didn't like him. But the man whose back he was on the most was Paul Pogba. Mm. And, I mean, I, I think we all, we all saw that clip of um, Dema training and he just went at Pogba about Instagram or something like that. Yeah. And he knew exactly what he was doing because he knew the cameras were there. He looks at the camera before he speaks to Pogba and then just berates him for putting a, a, a picture on Instagram. Like, I think oh. Mourinho, I, I don't think he's a good man manager at all, but I do think he's, I said I do think he's a good manager, but I don't think he's top 10 anymore. I think, he's, I think he's good for some kind of players. I mean, because um, I mean, his techniques really worked in at points with Chelsea and some players. You know, he would give them tough love and they would bounce back and be even stronger. But uh, I don't know. I mean, Endombele's the biggest money signing, and he's and he's just completely ruined his confidence. And I don't know. He, he loves to spend a lot of money and I don't think that's money that Tottenham can really spend, especially with the stadium. Yeah, I believe he's not known for splashing huge about of cash about, is he really? Well, not, to the, not to the manner he's used to at other clubs, anyway. 
Well, the last the last time Levy did it was when they knew they were going to get the money for Bale, and that was what 2012 or something like when Bale went to Madrid. Um, yeah, I said that the, the stadium debt and the fact that the stadium's not actually being used by the fans, so that they've got none of that revenue coming in. Um, yeah, I, I I do think Mourinho will struggle at Tottenham because what's he going to do with Tottenham? Can he can he turn this team like he's done to most teams? Can he turn them into a, a, a title winning team or a trophy winning team? I don't think he can because no. I, I think yeah, the Champions League final was probably the peak of all those players that were there. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I, I think, think it's also the peak of their confidence as well. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I, I still think if they did play Harry Kane and they went solid up front, I think they could have, I think they could have done a good job against um, Liverpool. I don't think it was a penalty at all. But, Actually, I, I do think there is also a bit of a structural problem with Apple Club as well, because it really kind of does remind me of Man United and how like. It just seems like this is like this. Mourinho as a manager was just such a poor fit. After Pochettino, like it seems like Tottenham had such a great way of playing, and they just needed to tweak a few things and had a different voice in there. Yeah. But Mourinho is just a completely different player, and you're going to end up with this mishmash of different signings from like you know like it's a Louis, Louis Van Gaal player, it's a David Moyes player, it's uh, you know whoever the fuck like. But Pochettino and um, Mourinho marriage is not going to work out. No, it isn't. It isn't. Do we, do we think Kane stays at Spurs? No. I think he will, but I don't think he should. I, I don't think he will. I think I think he's. I, I, I think he'll go to uh, probably Madrid. Would he work? Will he work out there though? Because um, I think the English strikers. I think I think Real Madrid. Tend to struggle, don't they? I think I think he'd do great at Real Madrid. I mean, he can barely speak English. I don't think him not being able to speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. really that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I, I think if he, I think, I think if he leaves, I don't think he'll go to another English team. I think he will go abroad. I think it'll be one of the big two, Madrid or um, Barcelona. Barcelona want to replace Suarez. They've made that pretty. They've made that pretty clear. I, I saw. Anyway. Uh, I saw a thing on um, Twitter, and it listed a load of Barcelona players, and they were all, you know, a good bit over thirty. It's a yeah. surprise. I didn't realise that their team was that old. We got. You got to think though that that team of when they were on their peak, they were all what they were all young. And they had the experience of Xavi mm. and the S- all that in there. Now they're all. I mean, how old's PK? What thirty three or something? Thirty three. Like yeah. PK's 33. Busquets has got to be about 32, 30, 31, 32. Rakitic is 32. Uh, Messi's 33. 33, I think. And they just got so, yeah. Arthur for Pjanic. He's, he's too, yeah, yeah, and the, the thing is that they sell Arthur and bring in Pjanic, who's not exactly young. Mm. And he's so, not exactly better than Arthur either. Oh, no. Pjanic is not better than Arthur. Arthur's better than Pjanic. And, so funny, think, that was a funny funny bit of business, that one, to be honest. Well, apparently, it's they're not it's not a straight swap. They're actually paid transfer fees for the pair of them. Oh, 
So it's like mm. 70, million, I think it's 70 million euros for Arter and then 50 odd for Pjanic. But <laughs> Juventus come out and say, oh, we can't afford to buy anybody. And yet goes splash 70 million pounds on a, or 70 million euros know, yeah. uh, on a player. And then they said, oh, we might have to sell Ronaldo. Okay. Who would I rather have? Uh, I know they completely different positions, but who would, I rather, who would I rather have in the team and in terms of merchandise and revenue? Ronaldo or Artemella? I mean, I know Ronaldo is Ronaldo, but is anyone going to spend a fortune on a 34-year-old? That... Yeah. Oh, God, I, I, I think Ronaldo can still, can still command a massive fee. I think you'll do very well at West Brom, that's for sure. <laughs> nah, I think you would do better. I think you would do better at Arsenal, mate. Uh, I'll, I'll take him. You know, but, yeah, they nearly signed him, didn't they? There's that that big story that Wenger showed him on the ground and and that free oh, We've, we've nearly signed yeah. seventy people. Uh, no, it, it, yeah, that, that, that was the thing that Sky Sports part of fifty players that Wenger signed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think the most famous one is going to be. Didn't he turn out Messi because he was too small? Allegedly turned down Messi because he was too small and then sold Fabregas instead. I don't remember. I, I, I don't think they would have ever sold Messi, to be honest. Yeah, no, me, me, no, me, Messi, because Messi was genuinely linked oh, with he... Arsenal at one point. Yeah, imagine. Right. Uh, I mean, Ibra's got to be the biggest one. The, <laughs> the fact that he, gave, <laughs> he, he, had a pre, he had a shirt and everything like that, and then Wenger asked to see him in a trial. <laughs> Ebra at that age went, no. <laughs> I know how good I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what, what year was that? Think, was that like 2002, 2003? I think it was like 1999, I think, when you had the Dreamcast shirt. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I guess that probably would be, yeah. And then, the, I think, no, I probably, one of the regrets most is probably uh, Drogba. Because how many times did Drogba score against Arsenal? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Drogba scored 104 Premier League goals Probably about 100 of those was against Arsenal. Can I tell you my favourite football rumour ever? Football my favourite rumour is when... Um, oh, you know, sorry, what? What, what? what is it then? My favourite rumour is that... I think this is after like 2012 when like Messi just scored like 100 goals a season. And apparently he put in a transfer request to go to Arsenal, who had just finished fourth. <laughs> and that's, that's brilliant. Who <laughs> 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 came up with that? Do, do, you remember, do you remember when uh, apparently, apparently it was a done deal he was going to go to Inter Milan? Or Messi? No, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Google it. There was a apparently into my land. Seriously, seriously, they put in a massive, massive bid for him, and it, it was very close to being accepted. That into my land genuinely went for Lionel Messi. Oh, God, so when was this? God, about two thousand. I gotta be early tens. I gotta say that. I think when he had his contract dispute with them, like he, I think he was refused to sign a contract or he wasn't happy with the thing that they were paying him or something like that. And he, he was looking elsewhere. Basically, I think it was like a, like a power play probably against the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, Inter Milan were genuinely one of the teams that were, well, the only team that went for him. 
at that point, I think that could, I, I think it's like, at that point, his buyout clause was about 750 million euros. And Inter said, oh, yeah, we'll pay that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that um, Real Madrid have made four bids for Messi? Yeah. In the lifetime. And do, like, you know that, do, you know, do you know that Barcelona bid for Ronaldo as well? Did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I never heard that one, but I knew, I knew they bid like four times for like Messi, and I was like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, but Barca have gone for Ronaldo as well. It was, um, I think it was just either when Barca was, uh, up, Ronaldo was, Ronaldo was at Man United and Barca went for him. Oh, that makes sense to be fair. Uh, but yeah, do, do you know that, um, when they saw Ronaldinho, they were they made a shortlist, it was either Ronaldinho or David Beckham. Oh, I saw it, yeah. They answered for Beckham, didn't they? I mean, let's, who would you rather have your team, Ronaldinho or Beckham? I mean, Beckham was a good player, but he was, he was never that level. Yeah. That, yeah so, um, so, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, according, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it, because it's absolute bollocks. But apparently, everything everything.com, Cristiano Ronaldo to pay with Barcelona forward in exciting swap deal, apparently. <laughs> but uh, so apparently there uh, it's all about Arta. So apparently Arta's a forward there. So <laughs> he, wait, what? He's a Jesus. He's a forward. Yeah, apparently, but yeah. Fucking god, Jesus. Also, something that really alarms me about Barcelona. And this is where the alarm bells are ringing for me. They are far underprepared for when Messi leaves. And Messi can oh. leave any time. Oh, he, it's... Because he can just, con- he can just like, contract his... Um, he can just cancel his contract at any time. So it's like... They are so unprepared. It's unbelievable. They're trying to they're trying to replace them. They're trying to replace them by signing Debele and uh, Coutinho and stuff like that. But it's not working. I I think they'll I think we'll see a, a Barcelona lull basically uh, when they do eventually he does eventually retire. Um, but uh, just I mean, last I mean, one. Fatty's a good Fatty's a good talent, but I, I think he's still oh, got years. Right. No, no, Messi Messi really likes him. Mm. Um, but and about... also Braithwaite, I think he's you know he's what what talent he is. Oh yeah. He'll carry them forward without a doubt. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna back him up here. When he plays, he offers something so different to what Barcelona have. He's actually he actually, he actually played. He's actually played really well. Uh, but with the last game of the night, we'll, we'll talk about before we, we wrap this up. Uh, the capitulation of Liverpool, apparently the Premier League champions. Uh, they got absolutely battered by Man City four nil. De Bruyne, Sterling, Foden, and a great goal by Ajax Oxlade Chamberlain on his Man City debut. Um, Let <laughs> 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 me just collect to that one, man. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Uh, I take it we're we're not shocked at all by Liverpool losing, but I'm shocked they lost in the manner that they did. Yeah, I, I, I messaged Nathan earlier. I was just totally expecting Liverpool to go off the boil. Now they've won it. I mean, we did when 
we won it with five games to spare. It's always going to happen. You're just not going to have the same drive when you, you know you've won the trophy. But you'd have thought that I've wanted to prove a point against City, but yeah, uh, we got comfortably beaten. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, 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 I, said, I said this to you, uh, you two earlier. Where, where would this City team on Thursday? That's what I say. That's why I, I, I think they wanted to. I think they wanted to lose. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> to just, Chelsea because they didn't want to risk um, they didn't want to risk losing the um, title at their own ground. ground. Yeah, but um, I know that Liverpool can, can Liverpool still they can still break the record, can't they, for most points? Oh yeah, they they still can. I'm not sure they will. It depends if. Um, Klopp can G them up and get them motivated, but I say it's it's hard when you've achieved your goal. Yeah, do, do you think he'll, do you think he'll play the, the kids? I don't know. He might he might do. He might do. I think maybe some of them. Yeah, I think Curtis Jones. I think he'll he'll play. He's yeah. Very, um, I, I really like Curtis Jones. Um, but yeah, it's just. I, I see we come from Liverpool just take the foot off the gas. I mean, a lot of teams do it. I mean, they said Man United did it when they won it with so many games to spare. But if that was me, I'd be wanting to win, try and get as many points as possible, try and win as many games as possible. And that's just my winning mindset mm. that I have supporting West Brom. I, I think the way they lost is just a bit worrying. Like, they, they, they just... I mean, Andrew Robertson had such a bad game I, I, I didn't even think it would be possible to see him be that poor he was uh, constantly out of position just running He's... like like headless chicken are they still pissed do you think maybe to be honest even, <laughs> I mean who knows probably uh, right and I think that's a, a, a nice thing to to, to uh, end it on Andrew Robertson being pissed up <laughs> um, Carl, uh, do I do your plugs? Yeah, you can find me at Carlos underscore fire eighty nine on the Twitter and Instagram. Check out our back catalogue. We've got a Bantam Munich out. We only did a couple of days ago with Liverpool fan Scott Robinson, as we celebrate Liverpool's title victory when we still thought they were good. There's naked men and a, there'll be another quiz up there soon. So, yep, yeah, just keep on going on to Spotify and Anchor and whatnot. Oh, sorry, Liam. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Harper Milo and on my OnlyFans at Liam Slut97. And uh, so it's it's a waste of money. It's a waste of money. He doesn't even get his dick out. It's just $34.99. It's just a picture of him and G's in a gimp suit. Excuse me, you get to see right through. You get to see right through me. You get my ass is gaping wise. My starfish is out there for all to see. I mean. Honestly, you, like it, yeah, but it, Milky Way chocolate stars was not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Carl, fucking ring uh, I mean, Carl, I have to, I have to pay for my um, service without saying this somehow. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm more disappointed with you, to be honest. I mean, hey, you're the one who, who pays to watch it as well, so, you know. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck off. Um... <laughs> oh, I hate you two so much. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Arsenal's995. This has been Banty Munich, and for fuck's sake, there'll be another one soon. And I... <laughs> Why do we come up with Oh, and, and hopefully there'll be an F1 pub soon to cover the first race of the, the season. So look out for that if we get that done in between all the football and quizzes. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to covering Formula 1 again. Uh, but it's been a pleasure. This has been Banty Munich with me, Marie Saunders. With Liam Hall and Carl Pierce. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Love you all.